Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to A Rhythmed Life, coaching, consultation, and guidance. This is Jackie, founder and creator of A Rhythmed Life. Feel free to look up www.arhythmedlife.com. Don't forget the A, and don't forget that it's rhythmed, E-D, A Rhythmed Life. So you can learn more about my services and you can schedule an appointment. And if you have never had a session with me, you can schedule a free discovery session. So you can learn more about my approach to coaching, guidance, consultation. I use many different tools and modalities that are everything from practical to esoteric. Um, And... Maybe I can help you along your journey as you are navigating through relationships, trying to understand the energies that are at play within your relationships, whether those are romantic, whether those are business related, family oriented, etc. Whether you are on your own path of self-activation, self-actualization, self-awakening, and you need some guidance as you're experiencing whatever interesting things we all tend to experience when we are on our path of self-awakening. And those experiences can be very hard to logically explain. And sometimes we hide them. Sometimes we bury those experiences because we don't want to come across crazy. We don't want anyone to think that something's wrong with us because we have very unique experiences while we're going through our own self-activation now if you'd like to learn more about what that means um feel free to reach out and if your soul already knows what that means and i resonate the words that i'm saying resonates with you then reach out and i'd love to chat with you and see if maybe the tools that i have can be of service to you So this particular podcast, I want to talk about relationship structures. I'm so fascinated with relationships, the art of relating. And I want to put a plug in for um, two groups that um, I have, they have really, really helped me along my journey just so I can really get to the core truth, my core truth, or at least start to get closer to what my core truth is and how I want to show up in relationships. And the first one is multi-amory. So if you're listening to this on Spotify, finish listening to this pro, this podcast, and then check out multi-amory. They're really, really awesome. Um, it is a podcast dedicated to just offering very practical tools for people in various structures of relationships, Uh, whether you are monogamous, whether you are polyamorous, whether you have an open relationship, whether you are non-monogamous, whether you're in a monogamous relationship and you swing every once in a while, whether you're asexual and you have relationships that you cultivate even though you don't practice sexually, physically, sexually, uh, just the, the, the list can go on. And there are very distinct relationship structures for a reason. So I started off listening to multi-amory as I was 
really allowing myself to deconstruct my fixed narrative and my fixed ideologies around relationships and wanting to get to a core of my own core of like what do I really want and have I been pushing for creating and starting up a relationship structure that I have been told that I should start up and if I'm going to be in any kind of significant or meaningful relationship it needs to be in this specific structure which is typically the traditional monogamous um, what they call elevator relationship uh, model which basically means that you are on that already assumed trajectory toward completely merging your lives together you have that idea that you are starting off dating so that eventually you merge all aspects of your life together your lives together and it that can mean eventually living together sharing bank accounts getting married having children so you are merging many of your domestic uh, affairs together with this one primary partner that is the relationship structure that we have been modeled and told that that is the only relationship structure to have meaningful and significant relationships in and I wanted to understand my own beliefs because I was seeing that my personal beliefs even though I could not articulate what they were I was starting to see that they don't match what I was told they should match especially if I am supposedly going to present myself as a self-respecting woman who uh, quote-unquote should be taken seriously so multi-amory gave me at least the foot in the door of just chewing on some tangible material so I can start to deconstruct what I've been told I should be looking for and I can begin to release what isn't really true for me even though it was taught to me and or modeled to me and then the next group is the progressive love academy which is now called psalms uh, progressive spiritual something spiritual alignment mystery school <laughs> they just changed their name but if you look up progressive love academy you will be directed to their their new branding which is psalms um just like what we hear uh the the word in the bible they use their own acronyms um what i really appreciated with psalms progressive love academy is they go even deeper and they integrate the spiritual and the energetic component of relating and that uh i love the tangible and the practical and logistical just very pragmatic approach with multi-amory but i also have this this mystic side to me where i'm curious about the energies that are at play in myself and the energies that are at play between me and someone um, that i'm relating with and uh the progressive love academy psalms they take it into a deeper place where they bring the what is it called implicit into explicit space 
all of the things that we don't actually talk about, but we can feel around us, they bring to the light and they articulate and break down um, energies really, really well. They use archetypes, which can, if anyone studied Carl Jung and his archetype work, they have their own approach to understanding the archetypes, the energetic archetypes that are at play in any given interaction. And, um, you know, it's just at least a framework, um, just at least some sort of template to play around with as this, this shift in our human consciousness is happening where there isn't a clear distinction between my tangible self and my intangible self. They're merging more and more and more and it can't just be placed in, oh, this is who I am in my religion and this is who I am as a physical being doing my regular, you know, life stuff. It's like merging more and more. And um, some people are having a really hard time with that. And it's helpful to at least have someone out there who's willing to at least give some sort of dialogue they're not claiming to be absolute offering absolute truth but they're claiming to at least offer some tangible information that you can chew on and then it can help you even at least find your own truth as opposed to being lost in a sea of nebulousness and not quite knowing how to make sense of the intangible things that are stronger around us and influencing our tangible lives and we don't know what to do with them. So hopefully that makes sense. So, um, multi-amory, putting a plug in for them, and Progressive Love Academy, which I actually did go through um, some training and I got coaching certification through their overall coaching program. And um, so check them out. If you find my approach interesting and my um, way that I choose to look at life and relationships, if you find it interesting, go check them out and, and you know, maybe they can help you on, on your journey as well. And then also check me out if you want to get work, um, if you want to work with me in any kind of capacity and want to understand how I approach coaching and consultation and guidance. So with that being said, this foundation that I am laying with who my teachers are, who my mentors have been and who they are still and how they've helped me come to my own truth. Um, I want to talk about relationship structures and with that being said, uh, as far as relationship structures, I would like to talk about experience and journey versus function and structure in our intimate relationships. So what does that mean? Um, I'll start off talking about what we have been taught, at least in my life growing up in 
the United States. Um, there was one specific relationship expression that I was taught is the ultimate relationship um, to aspire to eventually have. And that is based off of a function and a structure. So the function is that we figure out how to live our everyday practical day in, day out domestic lives together. The structure is more traditional monogamous I pick you, you pick me, you get all of your diverse, intimate needs met exclusively through me. I get all of my intimate, uh, what did I say? Intimate, um, relationship needs met exclusively through you and no one else. And if you get any other needs met, any needs met that are in the realm of intimacy, you get them met outside of us, then it's cheating. And so that's the structure. Very traditional, very traditional monogamous. I'm not talking about monogamish, where there's a bit more um, leeway and there's agreements between both people involved as far as like uh, what they're okay with each person experiencing and or cultivating outside of the two primaries together. I'm talking exclusive uh, monogamy. So that is a structure and function that I was taught is the ultimate relationship experience that I should aspire to have and seek. And what I found after I got... um, married and went through a divorce and it had some years where I was um and still well I don't consider myself single per se um but I might be looked at as single by society standards um it's taken me a while to admit to myself that that particular relationship experience Um, is not really what I want for myself. Um, It feels too minimizing. It feels too confining for all people involved. And I started realizing more and more that I really love my personal space. I love my autonomy. And I love to cultivate different kinds of relationships, um, period. And they don't have to be sexual. I just like to share and cultivate different relationships, even with past lovers who are not my lovers anymore. They are just friends that I have really valued how we've impacted each other's lives. And I want to continue to grow those relationships and support them on their journey and receive the support they still want to give me on my journey. Now, if I look at that and what was emerging in me, that that desire to continue to cultivate these different kinds of relationships um, through the traditional monogamous lens, then I it, it's very easy for me to assume that I am not good relationship material 
it's very easy for me to assume about myself that I am not ready for a serious relationship. I am not ready for a meaningful relationship because um, I don't mind continuing to cultivate various relationships because they mean something to me. Even if society doesn't look at those as meaningful I look at them as meaningful and I treat them as such, even if it's someone that I don't see more than like physically a couple times a year. Um, It's still a significant connection to me. And so that's what got me really curious about function and structure versus the journey and the experience of relationships. Now, as far as the journey and experience of relationships, that is something that I'm allowing myself to explore more and more these days. Because I am seeing more and more that I have the desire to hold open space for seeing what can happen in a particular relationship that I can clearly see I'm drawn to this person, they're drawn to me. And it's starting off very non-conventional. It's starting off in a way that modern day dating at uh, ex quote unquote experts would say, oh, they're just uh, quote unquote breadcrumbing you or, oh, they're putting you on the shelf and And this isn't anything serious. And this isn't something that you should be investing any of your time with. Because if if the guy can't give you all of who he is, then he doesn't want any of you. And if he is not, you know, uh, there's all these different things. If then, if this is not happening, then it automatically means this. If this is happening, then it automatically means that this is not happening or whatever. It's just so interesting. Um... And it took me a while to allow myself to release the if-then mindset because I was still very curious about some of these interactions that may be presenting themselves as um, slow to get off their feet, (laughs) you know, slow and taking a bit longer for us to find our actual rhythm together and find out who are we to each other. I'm the kind of person I'm seeing more and more that... I don't mind creating space to just see. Now, I tend to get in my own way at times because when I'm starting to cultivate some sort of new connection um, between me and someone, my old teachings, my old um, indoctrination will come in and I will start thinking like the if then. If he was really interested, then he would do this. If he was really da 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 da, then he would blah 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 blah. And then I'll get totally off my center and, and lose track of what I personally want and I'll start aligning myself and therefore my actions toward um, this belief that's based off of if then. And that if then is still tied to the function and structure way of relating rather than the journey and the experience of relating. Even though I desire to have more experience and journey of my relating, I also desire to have 
function and structure. Um, But that isn't dominating. I think that we, especially as women, especially as us older women, particularly women who have not been married, they don't have kids yet, they're still feeling that pressure to like do those things and mark those things off their list or whatever, they are addressing and approaching relationship primarily looking for function and structure. Are you going to provide this? Are you willing to do these specific things with me? And are you willing to do these specific things with me within this specific relationship structure? This is what I'm looking for. And then it's so easy to forget and lose connection with the experience and the journey and what you all can be teaching each other and and the in, inspiration that can happen and maybe the transformation and the life-changing opportunities that you can offer each other when you allow more space for the experience and the journey that brought you two together in the first place. Um, so I do have moments where... I have all the intentions in the world of wanting to uh, wanting to experience and journey, but I will it's very easy to go back to default and go to uh, expectations and um, looking at form, I'm sorry, function and structure. And is he showing up to this beginning journey of us? Is he showing up revealing to me that he's ready to step into this function within this structure? And it's very easy to lose essence the essence of relating. Um, Now, to even just allow myself to embrace the experience and the journey of relating with whoever I choose to have that with, there has to be constant inner work because another way that we've been trained, how I feel, that we have been trained to look at relationships is uh, looking at at them through the lens of finding someone who can complete you, finding someone who can um, make you feel good, finding someone that you can eventually stabilize with and settle in with. So that is a part of that function and or structure, I guess, who do I get to stabilize with and um, settle in with? And there's so many things that get lost when all I'm looking for is someone that isn't going to rock my boat, my inner boat too much. And and it just happens so beautifully and everything just comes together and we just you know, we complete each other and all this stuff. And, um, how do I get invited to work on myself? 
that's what I wonder about um, when there's so much focus on settling in, stabilizing. I want someone who just joins my life as it is. They don't challenge me in any kind of way, shape or form. They don't, their actions don't hit a nerve that's close to some of my inner woundings from like my traumas, childhood, things like that. Um, And so therefore they are a safe partner for me to build a structure with, for me to build, um, yeah, they're a great foundational partner for me to build a structure with. Um, Now I'm not implying that I am drawn toward masochistic experiences where I'm constantly in a state of stress um, because I'm just putting myself through a bunch of nonsense with whoever. That's not what I'm implying because I think that some people would um, automatically assume that if it's not a relationship that I'm drawing into my life, that'll eventually be my stabilizing, settled, functional, supportive um, structure, clear, I understand the clear structure of the relationship that automatically it means that it's going to be chaos and it means that I'm going to be uh, wounded a lot. I'm going to be in a place where um, a lot of my inner triggers and a lot of my inner traumas are going to constantly be activated and um, not my heart isn't going to be taken care of. And that isn't, that's a huge jump into like a whole different just it's just a big pendulum uh, shift with that mindset because it doesn't have to be that you can experience all of those things with someone that you pick from that traditional relationship um, structure as well Um, so that's not what I'm saying when I'm curious about and drawn to the experience and the journey I'm drawn to Allowing myself to continue to grow. So finding a partner that I can stabilize with is not necessarily at the top of my list because I'm seeking that inner stability on my own Um, and knowing that it's always around me. So I know that sounds a little esoteric, but it, it is true. I know that it's always around me. I don't need someone to help me see that I, my heart is safe, no matter what, that I, I'm going to be okay, no matter what I experience. Um, I trust, I'm allowing myself to trust life more. I'm allowing myself to trust experiencing more and journeying more. So if I'm drawn to someone and we're drawn to each other, we don't really quite know exactly what our structure is just yet. We don't really know exactly what our function is, but there is a strong draw toward each other. Now, if we over-focus on structure and form, especially in the context of a traditional relationship, we might miss out on what we could be to each other because maybe who we are to each other is not traditional and if we're only looking at 
experiencing relationships within a very strict traditional traditional relationship function or structure we can miss out on a really awesome blessing because we wouldn't allow it to happen so I'm drawn to someone that person is drawn to me it's a very strong draw and it's taking us a while to understand what our actual rhythm is to each other that's the reason why I named my coaching practice a rhythmed life you know because I think that's very symbolic what is our actual true rhythm with all of these areas of our lives beyond what we're told our rhythm should be so that's just a plug for my coaching practice moving on um but we see that there's this strong energy very clearly I'm starting to see more and more that it is okay that we don't know what this is yet. It's okay even if right at the beginning, even though we're really, really drawn to each other, there's a friction in even how we communicate. Um, I don't like the old narrative that's like, oh, we have issues with communication. Oh, this is not okay. Nope. Mm-mm. No. I don't, I don't accept that anymore because the way I look at it now more these days is this is an invitation for me because I'm clearly drawn to this person. They're clearly drawn to me. So I could either deny my feelings, deny the energy that's naturally flowing between us and spend all of my time wasting my energy trying to deny this other energy. And it's just a big waste of time. It's a waste of time. It's not efficient. And so I could take that approach, which is an approach that many people take. And they have all of these unrequited um, question, question mark relationships of, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened with that. And we started off so well and then it just went to shit or whatever. And um, I don't want those anymore. I want to create space to allow for things to unfold as they need to unfold in their own timing. Now that also means that I'm not going to be sitting sitting around waiting for somebody. (laughs) And that's okay. I'm not coming from a prideful or ego space when I say that. Um, Giving a person space, let's say the connection is very strong, but they're not ready to step in to what they really feel just yet with me. Um, they have every right to be on their own timing. And um, in the meantime, I'm learning more and more about just allowing the space to just be there, especially because I'm still drawn to them too. And I could admit that and allow that energy to be just a free space that I'm not blocking it up. I'm not spending all this time, like, you know, trying to... Detach from them, which I have done so well. Um, I'm learning to stop doing that. Um, I can allow the energy to just be present and allow for space to just be present while it's still in just energy space, as opposed to now we're ready to really act on it tangibly. Um, And in the meantime, If I want to have a certain experience and there's someone 
who is around and I am drawn to them and they're drawn to me and they're ready to have that experience with me, um, then why not just go ahead and experience that and allow that to happen? And, and it's not until this other person figures their stuff out. It's just because experience is just available for anyone and for everyone. And, um, so not, why not allow it to just be because hopefully they are having their own experiences with other people. That's going to help them along their journey. And maybe it will bring us closer to each other to where we finally decide to tangibly act on something together and tangibly build and cultivate something together in this material world beyond what we are experiencing energetically together and along with what we're experiencing energetically together. So this is not, oh, I'll just go over here until that person finally gets their head out of their ass and all that stuff. That's not, because that's coming from an unchecked ego space for me. I can lovingly say, okay, it's not time to cultivate beyond what we're cultivating right now. And that's okay. That is a new concept that I'm learning to play around with because when I would start something up with someone, and I would get really, really excited and like, oh my gosh, what's about to happen? Then all of a sudden I would place my own narrative and my own expectations on things. And if it doesn't happen on my timeline, cause I am not the most patient person in the world, um, then I would start to feel vulnerable and I would feel naked and exposed and my, my heart's out and I'm like, oh my God, I got to protect myself. And then I'll go on the defense and I'll block them. <laughs> I'm just being straight up honest. It was just really, you know, a shitty approach. I would block them or I would end all communication if it wasn't expressing itself in the timeline I wanted it to be and in the way that I wanted it to be. Um, and the only thing that I was really doing that I wasn't aware of until recently is I'm trying to protect my own self because I feel vulnerable. I feel exposed. And I, as much as I desire vulnerability and to be seen and to see it is the scariest thing in the world for me and I go on the defense really quick when I finally feel like someone is seeing me someone that I care about someone I feel really drawn to romantically intimately energetically soulfully heartfelt body everything mentally I I go on the defense and I need to I feel this need to protect myself And, um, I'm learning that I'm safe within myself more and more. And so this comes full circle back to this idea that I could be drawn to someone and that person is drawn to me and we can end up triggering each other even before we get anything off the ground. Yet that draw and the energetic pull toward each other is still there and if I'm not careful to be on this constant journey of self-reflection it is easy for me to and has been easy for me to um, cut all ties block um, end communication chalk it all up to just I don't know what the hell just happened that was crazy that was weird and really 
really what's happening is that it's probably activating something in my brain and crossing paths with a trauma spot in my brain where the neural pathway is already laid um, from a long time ago from when I experienced a trauma and maybe this particular action caused me to um, feel the exact same way that I felt when I experienced something similar for the first time but it was a completely different experience that's a totally different um totally different podcasts so if that is a kind of meaty and you need to repeat that just rewind it because I tend to just kind of like blah 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 and I'm just going on this tangent not really realizing that some of this stuff is kind of dense (laughs) that I'm saying so feel free to just stop ponder it let it sink in something is getting is resonating with you and you feel something emerging within yourself as you're listening allow yourself to just stop the recording for just a moment and um, just take it in and and find whatever it, it is that's emerging within you. What is your truth that's coming up? What's your revelation for yourself that's coming up with what you're listening to with while you're listening to me? That makes sense? I'm not sure. Um, that's my hope anyway. I'm not just trying to just blab on podcasts and just me, 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 and it's all about me or whatever. I'm just, my goal and my desire is to just use my own personal experience to just bring it to the surface so that um, as I talk about it and I'm willing to talk about certain things and very intimate things, maybe that would be an invitation for all of us to do self-reflection. And then through self-reflection, we can have the invitation to um, expand beyond our fixed narrative our current fixed narrative because that's all it is uh so that's that's my hope anyway so I don't really know where else to go with this I I just wanted to put that out there and just at least bring it into tangible form because it was in my thoughts for a while um this idea of function and structure Versus experience and journey of relating. And how do we incorporate both? Because, you know, you can go into the experience and journey of relating and feel like there's like, what am I holding on to? And what are we building together? And that's where function and structure is very important. And I, I think function and structure is absolutely important. I'm certainly not wanting to just throw that out. And just kind of, ah, whatever. Who cares about any of that? Um, out with the old, in with the new. That's not what I'm saying because it can be... I, I love the idea of stabilizing with a primary partner. And someone that I um, can actually build something with. And along with that, we do not let go of experience and journey together and at least in the relationships that I want to cultivate, experiencing and journey and celebrating the experiencing and journey that you are drawn to outside of us. Because as you allow those experiences to happen, our experience is strengthened. 
I always feel when a person is blocking their energy. I can always feel when someone close to me is struggling with trying to maintain their role in a specific structure or function that we've agreed to be in together. And that I don't like that. I don't like that feeling. And I'm really feeling more and more drawn to how do we allow energy to continue to flow? What do you really need and desire for yourself? And what's going to help you be your most inspired, thriving version of yourself while we're together? And whatever that looks like, I want to support that. And I ask that to be supported of me as well. And I would like to have a primary partner who um, I can have that experience with, but that will definitely require both of us being on our own um, journey. And um, because we will get triggered. This is not the journey for people who want to avoid their trigger spots and their trauma spots and their pain body because it will get activated a lot. And you will always have this invitation to, to reassess and revisit those areas where society and modern psychology says, you know, the perfect partner should never activate those things. The perfect partner will help soothe you and help soothe your insecurities and things like that. And I just don't, I think maybe there's some element of truth to that, but I also feel like there's a fair amount of, um, not truth, untruth, whatever, um, whatever the word is, there's something about it that doesn't feel truthful to me because it feels avoidant of one's own opportunity for personal growth. Um, again, not leading into something masochistic, I'm not looking for sadistic, masochistic kind of experience and then calling that self growth. So, you know, use some discretion while you're listening to this. Anywho, I hope that made sense. Like I've mentioned in previous podcasts, I do tend to speak in more of a circular kind of way as opposed to linear. I don't aim to stay in alignment with modern pop psychology thinking or, or what our society says is the right way to do things or the wrong way, unless it truthfully is my what I've come to see is like, yeah, that makes sense. If it doesn't make sense, I'm not going to align with it. And so I choose to just journey and, and be philosophical about these things that have had already fixed ideologies and already fixed, um, approaches that I'm supposed to just plug myself into this already templated belief system. I don't choose that way of life anymore. So I choose to ponder. So I'm not saying what I'm, what I'm presenting is all absolute truth because that's not, I don't necessarily uh, ascribe to that way of life, but I do want to give space for pondering and open curiosity so that as, as I'm starting to see myself, I see all of the options and all the opportunities for me to expand and enter into that space where I can be my most thriving self. And therefore, everyone in my life benefits from me being my thriving version of myself. That's ultimately what I'm seeking. Um, so it can come across like I'm grasping and it feels very circular and where is she going with this idea? So just, you know, just hang with me for a while. That's going to be my approach. 
Um, maybe as I fine tune this, I will get better at making it more linear and making this make beginning, middle and end um, sequential sense, but it's okay that it doesn't at this time. Or maybe it does and I don't realize it, who knows. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, feel free to check out my website, rhythmedlife.com. This is my approach. This is the energy I come with when I'm in my coaching and consultation and guidance sessions. If you are at all interested and you want support or you want someone to just be a witness while you are openly dialoguing and, and just breaking down your own inner narrative and the narrative that's been taught to you so that you can find your truth um, and you're, you think that I could be a good holder of that space for you, then reach out and I would love to work with you. Thank you so much for listening and until next time.